You're listening to Quick Five with the Morgan Hill Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to this edition of the Morgan Hill Chamber of Commerce's Quick Five podcast, Five Questions with the Chamber's CEO and President. My name is Nick Gage, and it's my privilege to serve as your host. My guest for today's podcast is Raina Munson owner and operator of The Secret Door. Raina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you know, Raina, before we get started with the interview, allow me to share with our listeners just a little background on why you're such a special person here in Morgan Hill. You know, having some time to personally connect with Raina over the last two years, it is quite clear from the first five minutes of meeting Raina that The Secret Door is without question a natural extension of who you are, the values and beliefs you hold dearly to your heart, that's matched only by your passion to create a space of wellness that's purposely driven by an ideology solely dedicated to your clients to align mind, body, and spirit. I can also personally share with our listeners that my family has been deeply touched by your kindness, your authenticity, and spirituality in the practice of self-care, openness, creativity, and exploration. Norena is a holistic coach, a certified clinical hypotherapist, master UC Reiki practitioner and former tech professional, but maybe most importantly, wife and mother. With that as a backdrop for the interview, let's dig in. Raina, can you tell our listeners a little about your business and why you've chosen Morgan Hill as your business location? I certainly can. Thank you so much. Um, the reason I'm here in Morgan Hill is because I've lived here for the last 12 years. I am from San Jose originally, but I've been living in Morgan Hill for the last 12 years, like I said. And uh, the reason that I wanted to locate the business here is because I know that a lot of people who are in my former profession, the tech industry, commute from the South Bay up north. And I figured that it would be better to be closer to where people's homes are than where they work for what I do. Um, I also have a very deep spiritual connection to this location because not only is this the origin space for Morgan Hill Poppy Jasper, which is a very, very potent and powerful stone, but it also has a lot of spiritual energy connected to the Native Americans that populated this area before it was, you know, kind of industrialized. And now with us having the wellness spaces here, both downtown where we have our retail crystal shop and off of East End where I have my treatment rooms and where I see clients, we've just been able to access the community in such a more broad-based way. I am a master Reiki practitioner, a Reiki drummer. I'm also a clinical hypnotherapist and a holistic life coach. So I work with people in a lot of different facets and aspects of their life, both family, individual, children, um, relationship. I, I'm an intimacy coach. I just do a lot of different things and I just wanted to be close to home primarily. You know, it, it, it just brings to heart, you know, what this community brings and more importantly, you know, what it can bring to others uh, that may be thinking about locating their business down in Morgan Hill. So what I'd love to do is, is kind of transition into the next question. I was hoping that you can really tell our listeners a little bit about the business and more importantly, what are some of the service offerings that you really offer to the community? Okay, the secret door primarily um, in our downtown location is a crystal shop. So we sell a lot of museum quality mineral and crystal specimens in the raw and polished or carved state. We also sell things like candles and art for home decor. We have incense and just a lot of things to elevate the environment and create holistically sound spaces where we can be our highest self. And then in our new space, we have our treatment rooms and we're super proud to have a chromotherapy table 
Chromotherapy is light spectrum therapy and it works on the chakra system. If you're familiar, it is going to allow you to balance and activate your chakras, which are the energy centers in our body. You're also going to get a bio treatment because you are going to have far infrared on an amethyst biomat. So it's going to be good for things like back pain, any type of joint pain, um, circulatory issues, inflammation or lymphatic issues. It's going to be really good for anything in the body that is either blocked or non-balanced. And then you're also at the same time listening to binaural audio. So it's going to balance the left and right hemispheres of the brain and it creates a mind body spirit treatment. I also, in that space, do things like guided meditation. We host classes. Um, we do crystal jewelry making instruction there. We have private events, like we've done baby showers and bridal showers and birthday parties. We have a children's birthday coming soon where a child is going to be making crystal bracelets with a group of their friends. So we try to accommodate and customize our offerings so that anyone having use of the space or wanting to utilize the space for private events is going to have a lot of services to choose from. I also am a inclusion and diversity trainer and keynote speaker. So I do a lot of corporate training as well. And I do a lot of team building in this space when they want to be offsite. You know, let's stay on the, on what I would call an amazing chromotherapy setup. And I know it's very mm -hmm. unique um, because there's just not many of those around and not mm -hmm. just Morgan Hill, but even in our region. And really on a personal note, our, my daughter, Nicole, had an opportunity to have a session with you. And I can tell you really that, that it impacted her at such a deep level. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, the feelings that really came from that session really was long lasting for Nicole. Mm -hmm. So I would just encourage individuals that don't know about chromotherapy and really what it can do, both from a mind, body, and spirit uh, perspective should really take some time, maybe in med a conversation with you to understand that. The other aspect that I'd love for you to talk about is Reiki, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, what does the session look like? Really, what does it do for an individual? More importantly, how long-lasting can those sessions be? Um, so Reiki is a beautiful modality. It mm -hmm. is um, Japanese in origin, and it's really for deep relaxation and healing. So when you're doing a Reiki session, the practitioner is going to suffuse and infuse the client with Reiki energy. We all access Reiki energy because Reiki energy is present in the environment, but through, you know, no fault of your own, but if you're under stress or if you have illness or other things that impact your ability to access Reiki, you can feel things like brain fog or mental fatigue. You can have racing thoughts and lack of clarity. You can have things like sleeplessness. You know, a lot of people dealing with insomnia. Um, you can have physical ailment like indigestion or you know just general malaise and then on the emotional side you can have things like you know depressive feelings or just feeling unbalanced or unbound or untethered where you just don't feel quite yourself and what reiki does is it allows you the space and the calm to heal so you can release things that may be connecting to you in a way that is negative or not allowing you to operate in your highest self. It's also good for processing emotion. It's wonderful for accessing the deeper sides of ourselves, the things that we don't frequently examine. So it's good for when you're in spaces of transition or if you're wanting to get deeper clarity around your relationships or the way that you operate in the world and how you can access your higher self and exist in that space in all avenues of your life. Reiki is a wonderful ally for that. No, I appreciate uh, for, 
further clarity on that. Mm-hmm. I, and sometimes it can be confusing just trying to actually pronounce the word right. for this old podcaster sometimes. It's a little difficult. But what's a typical time frame for a session for Reiki? So Reiki yeah. lasts yeah. about an hour to an hour and a half depending yeah. on the client. Mm-hmm. And um, it looks like you just lying supine on a massage table. You're going to be really calm and rested. You're going to listen to some beautiful music. And the practitioner is just going to move down the body placing their hands at different intervals on the, you know, the head, the torso, the legs and feet, just helping you to access Reiki energy and moving through any blockages or densities you may have in your meridian system. Reiki literally translates to universal life force energy. So it's the unseen energy that animates your body, that makes you alive. Um, It's universally called things like chi by the Chinese, it's called ki by the Japanese, it's called prana in the East Indies. So it's just, it depends on what part of the world you're from. If you come from a Western or Christian background, it's what we would say is your spirit, your, you know, your soul. So for an individual that may, may be experiencing several of those, those syndromes that you talked about, mm-hmm. and for your first Reiki session, how, how do you, you kind of navigate through that? Is it just something that you take a look at, maybe having an individual in for their first session, and based on that experience, it gives you better direction on where the energy should be placed? Well, this is a great question because as a Reiki practitioner, you are just a conduit. Reiki energy is divine and it knows where it needs to go. So I'm not directing Reiki. We do have a conversation before the session just so I can understand what things you may be concerned with, what things you may be wanting to address. But during the session, the wonderful thing is that the client is going to receive exactly what they need. And a lot of clients report feelings of calm, deeper clarity, um, mental focus, great sleep, just a lot of things that are going to manifest as a result of having the ability to just be centered. Because a lot of what we do in our everyday lives requires energy that we are not always reproductive on. So if you are not constantly doing things for self-care and rejuvenation, if you're a person who has a high stress or or difficult job, if you've got a family, if you are someone who's very heart forward, very giving toward others, if you you know have had any difficulties, relationships or otherwise, Reiki is really a beautiful way for you to just allow. It doesn't require anything of the client. You just can be an allowance and receipt and Reiki energy is going to go where it needs to go, do what it needs to do and allow you to process and heal any hurts that you may be having difficulty doing on your own. You know, Rena, as, as we talked about early in the conversation, you're not only a special person, but you're also an acting practitioner. Uh, if, if I can use my daughter as an example, I know that you spent some time with her just discussing uh, where she is, what she's thinking at that moment, where she wants to be, mm-hmm. and then you introduce the session with her. And I think that's just good for the audience to understand that it's not just a scheduled appointment to come in and mm-hmm. have this type of therapy delivered. You spend a tremendous amount of time immersing yourself with your client or that individual to understand their course of nature, where they are at that moment, and with them, what this can bring to them. So I wanted to thank you for that. Oh. And I wanted to make sure that the audience had an, uh, has a deeper appreciation of what these sessions were all about. Thank you so much. I love your daughter, by the way. She's she's just a bright light. I think it's really important and really helpful as a practitioner to understand what the client may be experiencing. And also because I'm an empath and intuitive, 
I can sometimes read between the lines or hear the unspoken words when someone is explaining to me what they're dealing with because we have a tendency to undermine the necessity of personal care and healing. We want to say, you know, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. You might not be fine, but we're, we're programmed almost to appear happy and upbeat and completely healed all the time. And healing is a journey and it's not static. We're all on the journey to becoming ourselves. So we need grace and we need people along that journey that are going to support and love us and keep us safe while we do the difficult work of shedding, you know, limiting beliefs and opening our mind and our consciousness to higher ideals and embracing values that maybe we weren't born with and assimilating new information and recreating ourselves continuously. So I, I, as like you said, as a practitioner, as someone who is currently in my life and raising young adults and having a very long-term marriage, I understand what it looks like to be an evolved human. We all are who we are at our core. And most of us don't deviate too far from who we were when we were five years old. I'm still the bossy know-it-all that I've always been, <laughs> but I've been able to learn enough things and assimilate enough information and find this beautiful work that allows me to channel my innate human gifts and qualities in a positive way. And I think that we all have that. And if you can find things that excite you and interest you, if you can find people that will allow you to become yourself and will support and cheer you on while you do that work, it's a beautiful thing. You know, what it kind of brings to mind is the individuals that really come for those sessions. At some level, there's a tremendous amount of courage for that individual to want to have that open opportunity and perspective to be able to really receive this type of therapy as a part of that session. Is that something that typically you see with all of your clients, or is that something you actually have to work through sometimes? Um, you know, it's very interesting. I, I think I have a very atypical practice for a Reiki practitioner just because I come from tech. And I didn't grow up in the metaphysical or esoteric world. I grew up in a very uh, Vulcan way. My mother's an engineer. My husband's an engineer. They're very linear. I came from a, a really science-based background. And I had a revelatory moment in my late 30s. And things were happening in my life that allowed me to open my mind and heart to the belief that maybe there's more than what I can explain with the scientific process. Maybe there's something else happening in the world and in my life, and maybe if I just allow myself to believe that there's more than the things that I personally can explain away, then I can kind of move through this in a way that is potentially helpful to others. And I think that's been kind of the way that things have worked. Most of the people that come to me are not people who have gotten Reiki before. So I have a lot of first time clients. It's not a lot of people who are very airy fairy, I would say. It's people that because they, they can connect to me and the ability that I have to kind of give common sense and digestible you know, concepts in this ideology that they feel safe. And feeling safe is a huge part of being able to do this work and heal and process through emotions having safety, having a safe space, being protected, having someone there who's understanding and non-judging because it is critical that we examine both our dark and light aspect and we integrate them. Most of us want to exist in, in our happy, bright, open light. 
but we are duality and we are dark and light and we are yin and yang and we are masculine and feminine and we are all things we we ourselves are micro crystalline beings we are electromagnetic the sun is electric the earth is magnetic and we're the connective tissue so if we see ourselves as part of a collective consciousness if we see ourselves as greater than i and we want to access that for ourselves and be part of that whole and expand beyond just our you know our our skin suit so that we really can access those big ideals of what is the meaning of life what is my purpose then then i feel like reiki and other treatments like it really give us that space to grow because if you don't have a safe space to explore these things or if you don't have someone introduce them to you you know you don't know what you don't know you know and i appreciate uh, that's a wonderful synopsis because the human condition is really is really made up of several different components that really cross over at any time of the day any path of the week any month of the year and you really sometimes never know kind of what you're walking into personally until you start to experience those emotions those thoughts or those desires mm -hmm. so a part of what we're talking about today is trying to really pull together this holistic perspective of just recognizing what that is and more importantly than being open to what the world may give you with some unknowns that you haven't experienced in the past. Mm -hmm. Those that have listened to the podcast uh, through our series, uh, you, you know I've introduced Kylie as our, our podcast producer for, for many, many sessions. But Kylie has just done such a wonderful job in doing some research for, for this specific podcast. I'm going to invite Kylie in. I know she got a couple of questions that she would like to ask wonderful. as well. Um, moving away from the services aspect of your business and into the retail side, your shop has so many big, beautiful crystal pieces, as well as small little pieces. You have big ornate display stuff mm -hmm. and crystals you can fit in your pocket, as well as um, everyday use items like water bottles with charged crystals already within them. So aside from the beauty of the crystal themselves, what are some of the benefits or uses for getting something you can carry with you versus a display item you can put in, in your home or office? Oh, that's a great question. So we kind of parse things out by calling them environmental, and those are things that are larger than things we carry on our person or personal stones. Um, when you're working with crystals, we are wanting to amplify or support or balance energies. So when we're wearing jewelry or carrying a water bottle or pocket stones, worry stones, things of that nature, we are working on the physical body and the immediate environment. So that is going to be your desk or your car or wherever you are. When we're talking about large scale pieces, like some of the museum quality pieces we have in the store, you know, very high vibration items, they are going to influence the entire space that they reside in. So whether that's your home or your office or, you know, a, a communal space, they are going to amplify and elevate the energy in the totality of that space. So that's kind of the way you can tell what works individually or personally and what way works environmentally. And are there crystals that work better for a large space versus for yourself and vice versa? So because crystals have a resonant frequency, so they all have an energy, we kind of refer to scale. So if it's a small, like a, a tumble stone of amethyst, it is going to work on the person. It's going to work on the mind, the third eye. It's going to create insight. It's going to create clarity it's gonna be a, a calming stone for release of anxiety or stress now if we're talking about a large geode like a large pair of like the mounted wings we have which are like a i think they're 158 kilos that 
particular piece is going to influence the entire building that they reside in. So if you have them in something like an office building, it's going to create an environment of high intellect. It's going to create an environment of brilliant collective consciousness ideas and, and group work. It's going to create an environment of calm so that there's not even in a high stress workspace, you're not having like interpersonal issues. You're still able to access that beautiful clarity that we really want to find when we're working with something like amethyst. So when we're talking about how you can tell what's being affected, it's kind of proximity to the stone and the scale of the material that we're talking about. Okay. So it's more like find a crystal that serves the need you have or that calls to you mm -hmm. and then scale it to the need you have. Right. And so what we, what we want to know and always know is that our intuition is never wrong. So you don't have to walk into a crystal shop and know everything about crystals in order for them to quote unquote work. They're always going to do their work. So if you see something and it just looks beautiful and you're drawn to it and you decide that you want to take it home with you and it makes you happy when you look at it, it's working. So this is what we talk about when we're talking about energy. Energy is frequency and vibration and resonance. So when we attune ourselves to materials in the space, we are creating an environment. We're designing an environment. So based on like you're saying what we want to accomplish, we can select stones specific to those energies that we want to harness, but you don't have to only select stones that are going to connect to an eventuality or an actualization of events, because say you're working with something like rose quartz, Rose quartz is just a general love stone. So it's going to just create a loving environment. It's going to be calming. It's going to be nurturing. It's going to create optimism and happiness. So that's generally good for anything you're working on. It doesn't matter that it doesn't have a specific um, connection to the outcome. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, thanks, Kylie. You know, it, Raina, we're getting close to obviously closing down the interview awesome. today. It's clear we probably need to spend another session <laughs> with you to get a little bit deeper into some of the areas because it's just so fascinating for us to be able to hear not just the innovation part of what you're doing, the creativity, the discovery process, both for yourself as well as the individual because I'm guessing there's some reciprocal gain here. Oh, yeah. Through each session, you're, you're gaining as much as you're giving Absolutely. in that session. And that's the beauty, right? That's the beauty of that the karma and, and the connection point with that. But what I'd like to ask you for the last question is what do you hope the people who visit your shop or take a class or sign up for a session will say after their experience? I hope that they will say that they learned something, that they were safe, supported, cared for, and loved, that they will come again, <laughs> and that they will understand that all of the things that are here under our power, under our influence, under the umbrella of things that we put in our tool belt are our gifts and and we should take advantage of the gifts that we can find in nature as well as our personal gifts. Well, Rainy, you've definitely given us a gift today and uh, we want to thank you for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on as our guest this afternoon and please know that you're making a difference in the lives of all those that you serve that's transforming both them spirituality as well as them, them physically. And without question, you know, Secret Door is a unique and a valued asset in our community. And of course, the Chamber of Commerce is committed to support you and your business for years to come. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. 
know, I'd also like to thank our listeners for joining the Morgan Hill Chamber of Commerce's Quick Five podcast. And stay tuned for the next in our series, spotlighting businesses and nonprofits proudly serving Morgan Hill and our neighboring communities. On behalf of myself, Kylie, our podcast producer, and our entire Chamber of Commerce team, have a wonderful day, and we hope to see you in and around the greatest city in the Bay Area, Morgan Hill. Raina Munson is the owner and operator of The Secret Door. The Secret Door opened their first location in downtown Morgan Hill, providing our city with a high-vibration shopping experience. You can feel the energy shift as soon as you walk through the doors of her downtown crystal shop. You're immediately surrounded by calm and joyous energy, mostly due to the abundance of beautiful stones and crystals available for purchase. But a big contributing factor to this energy is Raina herself. Stop in for a guided crystal shopping experience and see for yourself just how beautiful the space is. You can also visit Raina in her new second location, just off of East Dunn here in Morgan Hill. Her second location is her gallery and wellness center, where you can see museum-quality crystal display pieces and sign up for a chromotherapy, Reiki, hypnotherapy, life coaching, or guided meditation session. These sessions focus on healing mind, body, and spirit, as Reina is dedicated to helping you embody the greatest version of yourself. She also offers private party events like team building classes for your business or crystal jewelry making parties for you and your friends. You can stop in to either of her two locations, Tuesday through Thursday and Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. They'll be open on Black Friday, so be sure to stop in and take advantage of their in-store specials. You can also visit the Secret Door website for more information on any of the practices we talked about today, to sign up for a session or the Secret Door newsletter, and to peruse some of their products and testimonials. On December 17th, the Secret Door will be hosting a holiday maker's market where local and community artists will be able to showcase their creations, and on December 23rd, they'll be hosting a holiday open house. Both are events you won't want to miss, so make sure to mark your calendars. Check the show notes of this episode for all relevant links and social media usernames. Thanks for listening to Quick Five with the Morgan Hill Chamber of Commerce. Thank <laughs> you.